Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello everyone and welcome to the, the latest incredible award shy podcast that is known as Everything is Black and White with myself Neil Cameron, Mark Douglas and Andrew Fowler here to discuss the frantic um, happenings that was the January transfer deadline day of 2015 when quite a bit happened at Newcastle actually, nobody gets signed, chaps, but David Santon's girlfriend gave us something to write about, five players... Um, left to go to Rangers, which we th- we, th- we knew about. We knew we wrote about that a couple of months ago. I don't think it was any accident they went after the old Firm game, incidentally. Uh, but one thing I want to start off with, Mark, if I can come to you, is Mike Ashley's a very clever man when it comes to money, isn't he? Newcastle United stroke Mike Ashley stroke whoever, uh, Sports Direct, um, made saved over £10 million in January with the compensation for the manager, getting players off the wage bill, the Yang Bia money, and he has loaned Rangers £10 million, well, five, then another five to come, three million of them getting paid back, and he's loaned them five players as well. But there is no power that Mike Ashley has <laughs> over Rangers. Discuss. Well, it's, it, this is, it's time to start asking some questions, I think, about uh, Newcastle United's relationship with Rangers because for a while it was all very, uh, you know, every, every time we asked a question it was, it was battered away by Newcastle as, look, you know, they're completely different clubs, there's no entities. This morning, Rangers have five of Newcastle's players. The two clubs have the same, um, same links with Sports Direct in terms of their retail. They have Keith Bishop, who represents both of them. They have uh, a few of the same sponsors. Puma, I think, made both of the kits. And you've got Mike Ashley owning Newcastle United and Mike Ashley being a very powerful minority shareholder at Rangers. What is going on? We need, we need, suddenly need answers to this because one of the things that I, I, I am a bit concerned about is the terms of these deals. Have Newcastle United got the best deal for their five players? Mm-hmm. Have Rangers got the best deal for the five players coming from Newcastle as I well? Can almost guarantee that's a no, but on exactly. you go. <laughs> and who, so, so who who really is going to govern this? The F, the SFA are already looking into this. Is it time that the FA started to ask a few questions, or New, Newcastle just simply clarified things? Yeah, they need to clarify. He hasn't broken any rules. No, nope. uh, that's uh, very important. Yeah, that's very yeah. important because I actually um, I wrote a story back in November that they, were, they wanted five or six, which they did, and they, they, they did do. But the PFA at the time told me, oh, they, they can only do two, but there's a cross... They, they get a bit confused and gave me some bum information. But there you go, they, they keep, because it's a cross-border thing. Um, Andy, just in a sheer footballing sense, take it from a man who knows that the second tier in Scottish football isn't quite um, the Bundesliga and it's not the Premier League. To be perfectly honest, it's League, it's league 2. Yeah. At the, and I watched the Old Firm game on Sunday and, and Rangers were, were absolutely awful. And a footballing turn, what are the five lads going to get out of playing in that kind of environment? Well, they're, they're going to get action for, for starters, which is what every player who goes out on loan needs. Um, it'll be an interesting atmosphere. They, they won't be shy of playing. You know, some of them have, I think Bigger Romano has played some European games for Newcastle. You know, they, they have played in those kind of arenas. 
but they're going to get a lot of fans getting behind them, so they're going to get exposure, and they're going to get exposure of a different kind of football. You know, it's going to be nitty, it's going to be gr- very gritty, um, different kind of world. Let yeah, me tell you. but but I think I guess you would describe that from a parental point of view as character building. I think for some of those uh, for some of those lads, I'm not a parent by the way, not that I know of, but I think that's well, you're, you're not. that's you're the not. kind of uh, that's the kind of atmosphere that they're going to get and that's the exposure they're going to get. That's I mean Media Bead went away to Panathinaikos last year, Mar, a big old club, aren't they? And did really really well. And if this was 10 years ago, lads going up to Rangers would have been one thing. It's a very different Rangers now. There are people claim it's not even the same club putting that argument to one side. They are a club on its knees mm. again. And I, my concern for the, from, from a Newcastle United point of view is I'm not 100% sure, or even maybe 50% sure, what, what the lads are going to get from their three months up there. No, but, I mean, we kind of looked at um, Paul Dummer going to St Mirren, and I know you said it's, it's a completely and utterly different, uh, a completely and utterly different uh, you know, environment. I suppose it is. I remember Jordan Henderson going to Coventry when I was covering uh, Sunderland at the time and thinking, well, you know, that's usually one of the things that they do when it's a first step out the door. So you never know. And I'd like to see what Gail Bigger Roman is all about because we haven't seen anything of him for, for a heck of a long time. You, you, you're a fan. I, I like, well, you, 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 when you first came in, you, you were a big champion. Yeah, I really, really liked Bigger Roman. I thought he had a fantastic attitude. But um, by all accounts, he has gone backwards. I've seen him uh, playing the reserves once and um, it wasn't, you know, didn't seem as if he'd stepped up. Um, but I wonder. I just wonder what's gone wrong with him. But he's the one that I'm interested in. And Remy Street as well. I think the other three, if I'm being honest, Rangers are getting cast-offs there because I don't think they're coming back. Yeah, I like, I quite like Shane Ferguson when he first came in. He's probably a bit too small. The thing about Vukic is he's got a lovely... T- he's a footballer. You can yeah. see he's a footballer. He's just never fit. Remy Street, the, the people at the club, Andy, really, really speak up. Really, really speak him up, listen to me. Really talk him up. <laughs> listen, I can't talk. Um... But he's just he's just injured. That that's the one thing you said right at the start. They will get game time, albeit maybe not at the level yeah. that we would think they should. But it's miles better than playing reserve well, football and just training. It is. It's, it's, it's what they play for, and you can't recreate match practice. It's great to have games behind closed doors, sort of training matches against you know five sides, eleven sides. But this is what it's all about, and it's game time, competitive game time. Get, even getting into that winning mentality. Is you know like everyone talks about it. It's that habit, and even if it's two, three steps down, it'd be massively important. It's going to be competitive, that's for sure. Nobody came in. I don't really think there's any point in going over it because we've been speaking about it. For, though we did write several thousand words in newspapers that they have nothing happening. However, Mark, somebody did go out. David Santon, who a couple of years ago was one of the best players mm. at the club. Form problems, certainly fitness and injury problems. A serious ankle injury. He was number three left back. It, it, it made sense, I would yeah. suggest. I think, I think, like you've sort of said there, I've got. I always have a bit of a soft spot for Gelbriga Romana. I could just never really get on board with Santon. I just didn't really think that. I, I don't like a left back who's right footed for a start. Yeah, I'm old school. Like I don't that, know. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just think you know. Look at Haidari. Just comes naturally to somebody like Haidari. Fantastic attacking left back. I think he's got a great future in front of him. I would have. I would have been tempted to probably do the same with Santon as the club did, to be perfectly honest. So I didn't actually have a problem with that. I didn't, I didn't, I actually thought, you know, fair play, not a bad deal, good deal for the player. 
Good deal for the club. Um, he's messy, doesn't he? His happy. girlfriend didn't think that. <laughs> no, but, she's, she's but not again, happy. You know, I'm really feeling ace, yeah, actually. I know. Milan, Milan's fantastic, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's a funny one with his, with his girlfriend because, you know, while she's kind of like said, you know, oh, how nasty the club have been, and she's really kind of tapped into that feeling of negativity that we, we're seeing definitely, I think, on our forums and, and, you know, on my Twitter feed, I'm seeing that, that negativity. But you know what? Like, this is football. It mm. happens all the time. It doesn't. Everybody's saying this big, bad, horrible board that Newcastle have got. Well, believe me, I've worked. I've do, I've covered some really nice clubs, and they can be ruthless when they want clubs when they want players to go out. And I think all they've basically said to him is, "Look, you can sit here and take a wage if you want, but you're not going to play yeah. because we we like Hadara. He's cheaper. He's younger. We like Dummett. He's from the area. He's yeah. playing well." Um, and you know we've got we've got other players to come in as well. So you know, I, I, the one thing I do think is a problem is that um, there's no cover. I mean, Santon because he's right footed could have played right. No back. cover at right back. Yeah, absolutely. probably could have played in midfield as well. Um, I think um, Alan Pardew wants to call him the Phil Neville. So that that is uh, the Phil Neville of Newcastle. So I do kind of like I am a little bit concerned. I think they could have done with that. Um, but you know, I don't. I don't I tell I'm not you what, storm get... St James's Park with a pitchfork. Mm, over no, David also Sampton. from his point of view, getting dumped out of a football club to go to Inter Milan. And there are, there are worse punishments yeah. in the world. Andy, I always thought he was a half-decent player. I'm with Mark. I like my left backs to be left-footed. He was a white... David Santon was a right-back, and he played some, actually, one or two good games in midfield. I just don't think he was a left-back, though. That's why he played yeah. under Mourinho as well, so... Yeah. No, it's a strange one, because I remember um, Mick Quinn uh, did a column on it, saying he likes his left-backs, left-footed, right-backs, right-footed. And he is that, that kind of versatility, but you talk about... Dummett and Haidara, they've shifted Dummett into the middle, and even if Haidara was out, they'd shift him out, out wide. I mean, he was way, way down the pecking order, and I'm not really sure... We've, we've sp- spoken a lot about players who played out of position under the old regime with Pardew, not getting the best of them. I liked Santon. I quite liked him. He, he, was, he was attacking, he got forward, he was, always, he was injured. It's a nightmare. Coming back, and you can't... If it's going to be a liability, then why not build it around players that are going to be in week in, week out? Like we spoke about with the loan players, games are what it's all about, competitive games. And, you know, credit to mm. Dummett. And we're just waiting for Haidara to really show what he's got. I said, Mark, I wouldn't talk about nobody coming in. But actually, we'll, we'll talk about one aspect of it. Listen, we've done it to death and they need a striker. We've done it to death and need this, that and the other. And the money's there, etc., etc., etc. Beginning to bore myself. <laughs> Never mind my army of readers. Um, uh, at the moment, Newcastle United have two senior centre-halves, an ageing Fabrizio Colaccini and Mike Williamson. Dummett can play in there and has done and done very well, but he's a left-back at the moment. Yeah. I think his future might be in the middle, but that's his future. And that's all there is, plus Haidara and plus Jean-Matt. That's it. I, I don't think there'll be another squad in the Premier League I'd even venture most of the Championship that would have so few... Fit senior defenders. 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 That's the yeah. point, isn't it? I mean, Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor. Uh, you know. But Ryan Taylor's coming back. I mean, he yeah. you know played two games and three games. Looked look really good, but played three games and then and then went. Um, potentially, Jack Colback could play left back. But you don't want that. No, you don't. Need he won't want to do it. Uh, Vernon Nita could potentially play fullback and. Lubo Saka, but I mean, he looks very, very raw when you see him because um, he's because he's very he is, young. He's very he? young. I, I think I think we'll see Jan Matt in the centre of defence before the end of the season. My big worry is that the one guy that you'd say is you nailed on, Colaccini, is playing absolutely 
well, inconsistent, I think. If yeah, I'm not, yeah. I wasn't going to be too rude, I'd say inconsistent. That is very polite. His uh, attempted clearance wow. at, the, at the weekend, <laughs> where Anita saved him a bit. If I did that, the five aside, not that I would because I'm an outstanding <laughs> football player, but if I did that, I'd spend the next half hour apologising oh. to people. And that's the point. It's not as if it's the, the call of three seasons ago. No. Because it just isn't. Yeah. Time catches up with us all. Even you, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think one of the... I, I, we've got a, an army of columnists uh, at, um, across our three titles. And, and you know, they, they're, they're very good, actually. Pavel Sencek did a column. I, I did Pavel Sencek, one of the columnists that I, I, I speak to. He did a column and he said, the problem with not signing players is that you, you, that that root of like every other player thinking I'm better up my game here, otherwise I'm either going to lose oh, my place yeah. or I'm going to look stupid. He said that's not there. He said they used it in the days of Keegan, and we we go on about the Keegan days too much. I mean, I we we weren't even here, us the, the yeah, three of us. Yeah. Lee was, and, and you know he he Andy wasn't probably born. talks about it less no. than we did. Yeah, uh, but but I mean, Pavel Sencek said what used to happen with Kevin Keegan was they'd every summer they'd bring in three or four where everybody in the squad would think. Blimey, we better we better we better improve here, otherwise we're gonna get left aside. That hasn't happened in Newcastle for three or four uh, summers. I mean the greatest managers, you know, Bob Paisley was a great man. He won more than eight well, one more guy, and we'll come to him in a minute, but Paisley would, would bring, you know, pop a guy in by Ray Houghton. Yeah. You, you, you know, uh, I thought that was Doug actually, but you know, he, yeah, Paisley would bring these players in, and all of a sudden they would bring everyone up. Ferguson won the league and bought Roy Keane. Yeah. You know, Kate, Newcastle aren't at that level, unfortunately, at the moment, but they do need to. They do, they do, you're absolutely right. They need to bring people in, and Pav is right to get them on their toes. But on, we'll, we'll end, we're, we're coming to the end now, but we're going to end in positivity because of people coming in. Gabby Obertan played a reserve game the other day. Media Bead got on for the last couple of minutes at Hull. And Seam De Jong played 70 minutes. We're speaking on Tuesday, played it on the Monday. That's something that we've said before that who knows what fit state they're going to be when they actually get in the team. But all of a sudden you're thinking the next couple of weeks, particularly for March, which is a really difficult month, some of these guys might be back and hopefully at least be 80%. Seam De Jong's the one, isn't it? Yeah, we're, all, we're all waiting for. I mean, we've, we've kind of talked him up think between us we've talked him up and, and you know I think I think we've, we've been accused of a few things with with sort of like you know trying to find scraps of positivity but we do like talking about positivity because it's you know it's nice to, to talk about the negativity but I do think that Sem De Jong is definitely going to be the one I mean you know I've seen him play for Ajax a couple of times I actually went over to Ajax and watched them beat uh, I think it was Vitesse and Bath you went to Amsterdam to watch yes. football there's other things to do in do, Amsterdam you, do you know, know what that? Yeah. you know what we, uh, we, we it was lads break the, the three <laughs> of us went football. and we cycled to the to the I mean can you imagine the sight of that with with a little um, with one of those kind of rented bikes you can get we didn't look very cool at all but we did we did uh, sounds an absolute hoot it was good it was good and do you know what I did uh, I sat there and um, I did the old Graham Carr thing and I sat there and I thought oh Sam De Jong and I knew at the time that Newcastle had kind of taken a look at him and thought you looked good and he did look I mean, he looked a class above the area of his but um, he just hasn't been fit for a year so that's the big worry yeah but when he does come back we've really got to see him because I think Alan Pardew based his entire strategy for the season on Sem De Jong and then when he got injured that's when things started to be like you saw them flaming a little bit and it took him all those weeks to kind of come up with a a plan um, which actually eventually did kind of work but it was just back to what I mean it might and it might be next season before we see the best of them and it has been frustrating because Mark's right I don't don't think we we talked him up I think we just reported that this guy's a very very Mm. good football player Captain Ajax I saw him play against Celtic in the Champions League 
Uh, similarly to what Mark saw in that match, he was head and shoulders above everybody on both sides in that pitch. He seemed to be playing a little game in his own. And that's when I thought, oh, that, would you believe it? I actually found another one because they're, yeah. they're not bad at that. It would be great to see... Where are we now? Well, at the start of February, obviously. It would be great to see that by mid-February he'd at least be on the bench. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to see. I think the, the interesting thing will be... Did a piece uh, a little while back on the number ten being a really really key area for mm-hmm. Newcastle. One player that stepped up at that point was Sissoko. He's been one of, arguably the player of the season for them at the moment. He's been great. Interesting how they're going to fit that team when he comes back in because they're going to have to bring him in. As Carver said, they're going to have to get him up to speed, get him into a game, feel his way out, and it will be a little while. Um, it will be interesting to see how everyone gels together. I think the team is a better place for him now to come in. I think they are... Never be scared of having too many good players. That sometimes no, gets no. frustrated when Newcastle United fans say that's not all of them. They say, oh, we're here running for another player. No, yeah, but we've already got many. somebody playing no. well. What? It's a similar thing that we spoke about before, which is the, the progression and bringing in players to keep everyone on the toes. Better players breed better players from everybody else Absolutely. and you can't have enough of them you know I'm sure his even him being around the dressing room even the sort of the younger lads at the moment it'll be massive for them it's you just want to see him get out there when he's on the bench be a big boost and when he finally gets back on it'd be great well it's Stoke City on Sunday then the Crystal winnable Palace game. yeah very winnable way as is Crystal Palace which we will talk about <laughs> but it will be interesting to see if De Jong actually makes the bench Obertan will be on the bench Abid mm. will be on the bench um, and I like Mehdi Abid, so I'm, I'm frustrated for me that I haven't seen more of him this season. But, gentlemen, that's the best part of 20 minutes for a podcast. We wrote thousands and thousands of words yesterday and about Newcastle United, yeah. and they didn't sign a single player. I tell you what, that Pulitzer's got to be coming to us <laughs> after this one. Thank you for listening in. We will speak to you before the Stoke game on Sunday.